there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! We're in the famous New Camp Stadium. Barcelona have just arrived for the match with Manchester United tonight. In the past, that was a Champions League final. Tonight, it's the Europa League, but it's uh, on the telly there here in the studio. It's Paul Cooney with Andy Walker and Craig Meyer, two men with <laughs> mere experience than I'll ever have in European football. Craig, this should be like a Champions League final, shouldn't it? Pictures have just come up. Barca yeah. Man United. <laughs> yeah, but it shows you how times have changed. But yeah. uh, Manchester United looks under Ten Hag seem to be coming back in the form. That's your considered opinion? Because I thought I was getting the waivers and we're not talking too much about no, that, that not, particular not at team. All, no, yeah. great, great to have yeah. you back. You were away abroad, uh, maybe signing some players in the last couple of weeks. Great you're with us tonight. If you want to speak to Craig, because Michael Beale will hear in a few moments, is talking about Rangers' title challenge. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. Because this is what Michael Beale has said today. And I think if you looked at probability, the, prob the probability is low because the games are running out, like you said, and there's only so many games left. I think... We're in very, very good form. So Celtic are also therefore in very, very good form and their forms run longer than ours. So you'd say it's outstanding form. What I would say is momentum can change things in football. And so all we have to do is keep doing our job and hope the momentum changes. If it doesn't, we still have to win games for Rangers and build our team stronger for the cup competitions and what's to come. We cannot put a foot off of it. That's why I was a little bit annoyed at the weekend's performance. Andy Walker, what's your reaction to what the, man, the Rangers manager has just said? I think it's entirely accurate. I don't think it will make any difference to the way Celtic approach their games. I'm sure Ange Postecoglou will be asked about his comments, but Celtic will approach games the way they have always done with uh, a lot of energy. Is it all about the cup and the cup final specifically for Rangers, Craig? Or what do you think of what the manager said? I look... I think it's normal what the manager has come out and said. You, you, at no stage can you get away uh, at Rangers or Celtic and say the league's done. Um, sure. So, look, what, what, he, what he said is momentum can, can be very important in football uh, and it's about going to win your, your football matches. Look, at the end of the day, Celtic still need to, um, you know, th th they need to wobble badly now to, to lose the title. 13 games uh, left and, and in, in very, very good form. But momentum for me in football, anything is possible. I think the cup final uh, that is coming up um, will be very, very interesting in terms of how the, the remainder of the season will finish, Paul. He talks sense, doesn't he, Michael Beale? I, I like, I mean, sometimes maybe he says too much yeah. when he said about the goalkeeper, for example, that, uh, you know, John McLaughlin better at the crosses and that. But it's good from a media's point of view he's, and the viewer and the listener. Yeah, he's great for our fans, he's great for journals, he's great for us broadcasters. He's always got something to say and I, I think he's really interesting. I think he's, he's, uh, he's an impressive individual. But um, the pressure's always on at Rangers as it is at Celtic. And I think it'll be hard pushed to deliver what Giovanni van Bronckhurst delivered, which is, you know, so many memorable nights in Europe. And he also got a trophy. 
So it's a, it's a tall order to try and uh, match that. Is it all but saying that he recognises the title will probably be Celtics unless there is a collapse? Yeah, they won't give up, I'm sure. I mean, their, their form since he's taken over, I, he cannot do any better other than the draw against Celtic. But in fairness to Celtic, they too have been relentless. They're not uh, dropping many points at all, even with uh, a poor performance, as, as Michael Beale was alluding to uh, earlier. Well, I think I think with Michael Beale, the reality is that the title uh, is a long way off for, for Rangers to be able to um, to turn the tables. Like I said, and something extremely bad would have to happen at Celtic and, and very quickly. But what he's looking at is still building. Um, and a, a lot of his comments, a lot of his interviews have, have always been about now players coming in now and, and being part of the next two or three years and building. So whether they win the title or not this season, it's about building and finishing off strong and being confident to go again next season. And it's going to be a huge summer for Rangers. It's going to be a huge month for everyone with the cup final. Just, I don't know how many days, 10 days away now we are from yes. the league, the Viaplay Cup final. Andy, that famous uh, stadium, you've been there many times. The new Camp's looking good. Fantastic, and uh, I think Craig is right to highlight the fact that it's changed days. It's the fact that it's the Europa League. Normally, these two are going head to head in the in the big cup. I've just realised you can't see it at the moment, <laughs> can you? <laughs> I've got this massive screen here uh, with the magnificent new camp because everyone's like, "Why is I can't he picture rap- it. Why is he going on about the new camp?" You, you are it? dead right. I yeah. have been there a few times, so I yeah. can picture it, yeah. and uh, I think it will be a great game. And you fancy Man United? I fancy Barcelona. Okay, yeah. it's an early kickoff there, remember, so we'll keep you right up to date to see Man United coming out. There's Casemiro, for example. Uh, both clubs uh, on a revival tour, really, aren't they? They've had some tough years. And Joe, I did a Man United game a couple of weeks ago when they were home to Crystal Palace and they were in total control until Casemiro got yeah. that red card and then they had to hang on a little bit. Schlup got a, a goal back for Palace and for the last 25, 30 minutes... Um, it was all Palace, but uh, United got the job done. Huge game here in Scotland last night. We were talking about it in the build-up, obviously. Motherwell just couldn't buy a win. The manager left a few days ago, Stevie Hamill, and Motherwell got the win. Andy, you were there. What is this? Is it the bounce? or What, what do you make of it? How was the performance? Yeah, just the approach. I think it was almost as, as if you're in a relegation battle. That was the type of football they played. They just played for territory. They put it in behind a lot. They just knocked it up to the front. Obika was... An important player just because he was he was physical, um, and I thought the two goals that they got were actually well. The second one yeah. I, I thought was was a fluke. I, I know that did you? Uh, was that Max I Johnson. That, I know Max Johnson said he meant it, and yeah. fair play to him if he did. It, it looked to me like a fluke at the time, so uh, we'll, we'll give him the fact. So that it was really uh, wide, wasn't it? I saw it there this morning. Yeah. They showed it actually in the, mm. the TV nationally just to say, what, did he mean it? Was it? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think he meant it. And even the first goal, I mean, I don't yeah. know about you, Craig, but I'm looking at Richard Taylor and I'm thinking, well, you're behind Van Veen and then when you get into the box, mm-hmm. he was actually quicker than him. And I, yeah. I can't believe he didn't put in a sliding challenge or block it. Yeah. He must have thought he, he, he had the run on Van Veen, but it was... Close, it was in, yeah, close in the box. Uh, the defenders worrying about contact. I also felt, felt that the keeper... Um, just he was taken by surprise. Yeah, he just didn't expect it. He just falls shot. instead of taking a step yeah. and, 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 yeah, yeah. and pushing himself. Yeah. Um, but, but what a great start. Two yeah. goals up. Yeah, and look, Kettlewell obviously again come in and um, you're talking about percentages. Um, you know, when you're down there and you're fighting and you need points, um, sometimes it's not pretty. It's about getting those percentages right, defending well, clearing your lines, getting the ball in the right areas. And Motherwell seemed to do that um, and got a very, very valuable three points for them. 
Ryan Strain got the goal for Saints and they looked anxious I would imagine Andy for a long time because it was a long time they had to hang on to that lead yeah it was and they didn't have a lot of chances it was mostly it was mostly St Mirren but uh, you know they defended well uh, McGinn and and uh, Butcher um, you know Casey they did they did really well Kelly didn't have a lot of great saves to make but um, it was just so vital they got the job done mm. it was ugly it wasn't a great game to watch there wasn't a lot of quality but my god the three points were that's the first time they've won at home since August oh, it's remarkable wow. Yeah, no, incredible. And to be fair, St Mirren, um, although they mm. put up a, a, a good fist of it. Could have gone fourth. Their away form hasn't been great yeah. this season. Um, yeah. But like I said, Motherwell in tough times. The bounce, as yeah. you touch on in mm. terms of, you know, interim or, or sort of like when the club's going through changes, comes in and gets the right result. So well done, Stuart Kettlewell. Yeah, well done, Stuart Kettlewell last night. Who's going to be the manager though? So there's a short list. Some of the names include Jack Ross. Ian Holloway is a mm. name that emerged today as well. And uh, Grant McCann, not so well known, but uh, Andy, you know him, Grant McCann? Yeah, he's been down the lower league, so I'd imagine you look at the some of the players that Mother will bring in, it tends to be lower yeah. league yep. in England. Yep. It's maybe something that he is familiar with. I'm sure that's why Ian Holloway's there for uh, the amount of contacts that he has. Um, he'd be good he'd be colourful wouldn't he Ian he Holloway, would be colourful he would give yeah. you uh, he would give you a quote or two um, so I don't know who's in uh, I don't know who's favourite it's an interesting uh, shortlist I think what they're definitely going to do is is make an appointment soon mm. so I don't think it's going to be Stuart Ketterwell, um given that he did so well last night getting those three points if we said a year ago Jack Ross would you not jump at the chance and is he still a good manager and I'm thinking he probably is, but yeah. would you not jump at Jack Ross if you could? Or what do you think, Craig? Uh, look, for, for me, I've, I've only met Jack Ross once, and that's when he was uh, the manager at Sunderland mm-hmm. um, and was doing a, a good job down there. And, and I come away quite impressed, if I'm honest. I yeah. thought he presented well. I thought he spoke well. I thought he wanted to go about and do the right things. I, I, I believe that in terms of Jack Ross, sometimes there's that desperation to get back involved mm-hmm. uh, in football. Whether or not this is the right job or not for Jack Ross, I have my doubts. I think he probably just needs to be a little bit more patient because, um, you know, he is a good manager that still has a very, very good future, but the next decision he makes is crucial for his career. Even more crucial is for Motherwell. Your old club, Andy, they need to get it right. They need to get it right and um, I I don't know what their their plan is. Obviously, they need a a new chief executive who is someone who's really close to the supporters. Alan Burrows will be leaving to go to to Aberdeen soon, but... uh, they absolutely need to survive just for for people's jobs. Yeah, that's for that's sure. that's how uh, that's how crucial it is. Not just uh, players and getting a new contract, but people behind the scenes. It's it's a it's a big financial hit to drop down into the championship. We're going to hear from Michael Beale. He's been speaking to the media today. And Ange Postecoglou will be tomorrow. Here's some breaking news though from another of your old clubs, Andy Easter Road that Josh Campbell has signed an extension to his contract. And I see the manager, Lee Johnson, was saying yesterday he wants to build the team around him, so obviously he knew that was coming, but uh, he signed until 2027. Well, it's good news. Uh, I watched a little bit of the, uh, maybe a half an hour or so of Hibs against Borussia Dortmund when we're in that uh, youth league, the yeah, European yeah. stuff, and I thought there's a number of players there that uh, might see some first-team action before the end of the season. So I think that's what you have to do, get these young lads signed up. Uh, I know they've probably made a mistake with Ryan Porteous, letting him go for uh, for so little, but they've done well with Josh Doig, for example. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it's obviously a place where you'll get a chance if you're good enough. Has he impressed you, Josh Campbell? Josh Campbell, yeah. Look, again, Hibs, Hibs for me have got a, a number of good players like Andy, Andy touches on, and it's about getting those games. Josh Campbell's he's popped in, obviously getting some goals mm. uh, as well. And I, I think now Hibs start to look as if it's not a scattergun approach which you could probably say in the last year or so it has been. Seems to be a little bit more planning going on. Uh, Lee Johnson's always presented as a confident figure when he's, in, he's interviewed. Yep. Um, so it's important to keep, sure keep your players, uh, you know, that are going to be important for the football club and tie them down on longer-term contracts. That protects your value if and when you're going to sell. Can I ask you about the weekend, what you would have done? Would you have done what Rangers did? So Michael Beale said, give yes. Thistle the chance of the goal. Yes. Craig, do you think he did the right thing? Yes, I think he did. Um, yes, I would also do it against Partick Thistle. Okay. Um, if it's not... Oh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't do it against Celtic. No chance. No, nor would I. No but, chance. So you wouldn't... Do, so would you have done it against uh, Thistle? If that had happened in a Celtic Rangers game and I'd stolen someone's <laughs> uh, someone's throw in and we'd scored a goal, there is not a chance either me or any of my teammates would have given Rangers a goal. Not a chance. And I don't think uh, if it was a... Parkhead, mm. the stadium wouldn't allow it. If it's at Ibrox, the, yeah. the stadium wouldn't allow Rangers to do it. Nah, like I says, I, I, I agree. I remember, remember when I made my debut, uh, uh-huh. Jim McAnally. Remember Jim yeah. McAnally? Yeah. Right? And I, there was the same sort of like thing uh, in terms of not a goal scenario, but there'd been an injury and all sort of stuff and uh, the treatment was ongoing. And, and then it was a, a restart and it was a throw-in. And he was trying to convince me to, to, to do it the other way, being the older professional, uh-huh. trying to uh, play games with the and This with, is, this with is the younger Celtic, yeah? No, this was this against Dundee United in my, Sorry, in my debut. Was, right, right, okay. But, but yeah. going back to the Rangers and Celtic thing, look, you, you wouldn't get away with it. No, but he tried to trick you in that one. He Sorry, definitely tried to trick it. me. Yeah. And that, that goes on. That goes on in, in, in football. It did in <laughs> our day. It did in our day. Uh, now they're probably a little bit more honest. Yeah. So, I, I don't mind that it happened and uh, they did it and they th- if you think it's great uh, sportsmanship no, it, it is it is great sportsmanship so if you were I Michael Beale yeah and it depends on the scoreline uh-huh. you might do yeah. it if the game's level uh, I don't think I would do it if I was behind I don't think Rangers would have done it if they were behind okay. uh, at the weekend well, I, what, what, all we can I, say is right, what Michael Beale done was incredible in my opinion uh, you talk about sportsmanship you talk mm-hmm. about winning the right way you talk about sporting integrity sporting integrity you still, you're still talking about a game needs to be won yep. yeah, because of the expectation at the football club but um, you know he, he went about his business said that's not the way we want to go and win a football match they score with four minutes to go and, and they get the right result so look it's a great discussion it's a great talking point would he do it against Celtic? Look, who knows? Uh, well, I, only Michael will know that. I, I'm thinking of my teammates: Roy yeah. Aitken, Relics, Tommy Burns, Paul, Pat Bonner, Paul, Paul yeah. McStay, Peter Grant. Ask, ask Granty. Not a chance. Would you do that? And your teammates, Barry? Would he do it? If you look at Barry, then you go, you, you, yeah. go, you go earlier than that. You, you think Ali McCoy would do that? Uh-huh. You think, no, you think yeah, Richard Goff? You think Richard Goff would do that? You think John Brown would do that? Yeah. You think Andy Gordon would do that? Wouldn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> so I might be naive saying sporting integrity. That's the right thing to do. Uh, Listen, yeah. it was a moment and yeah. it was against Thistle and they were uh-huh. at home and it meant the game was still level and yeah. what was there, half an hour to go or yeah. whatever? Uh, plenty. Yeah. Uh, sure. If okay. Rangers had been behind, uh, even given that goal, then not not a chance. Different situation in the cold. I, I don't think so. And I'm okay. happy to yeah. admit, call, call me whatever you want, yeah. but there's not a chance I am doing that in a Celtic. And we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> right, here's Michael Beale. Let's get the injury update for Rangers. A mixed bag, really, this week. Um, 
John Lundstrom's touch and go. We had a slight issue with Connor last week, so we, we gave him the rest, obviously, in the game. He, he was there if we needed him. Uh, Nico Raskin had some issues after the game. Ryan Jack's got a little bit. There's, there's no one else coming back right now, so we'll see how we go after training tomorrow. So it's all a little bit up in the air, I would say, in terms of selection right now. Um, but we, we go there with, uh, with a strong squad, regardless of who's available. Overall, on the update on injuries, Craig? Yeah, look, I mean, there's, there's the long-termers are still the long-termers, but it's good to see some, some bodies coming back. Obviously, touched on, on Raskin there, who, by all accounts, has a little bit of fatigue, um, you know, just coming in. Uh, it's got, natural, isn't it? Yeah, He's not Goldson was, was left out, uh, obviously, last match. It had a minor issue, no, no doubt he, he will be back. Um, so, look, Again, as Michael said, there he's got a strong squad, um, and there's there's no excuses going into any game now uh, in terms of, of going and getting the right result, and they've still got a strong enough squad. But he did say squad is too big at the moment. Here's a bit more clarification from him. What's the perfect squad number? I think ideally, as a as a rule of thumb, you'd want if you had ten outfield players, you'd want another ten to so two for each position. You'd want an extra striker and an extra goalie, so three goalies, seniors, maybe one young one, and three number nine. So. That gives you a, a, a rough guide. Um, we've obviously had one or two players that have, have had injury problems, so you're carrying a slightly larger number. The summer with the contract situation and just with the window opening, whether you're in contract or out, it gives me a chance to maybe get that to where I want it. Um, I think we've got quite an inflated squad, but obviously not everybody's been fit. And in the last few weeks, we've just been running with 18, to give you an example. I should have said, get a pen and a paper. How many is that, the perfect squad? No, I'm just no. like, look, for me, again, you can talk uh, and, and present it in, in many different ways. Two for each position yeah. is normal. Mm -hmm. Is normal. You carry uh, an extra striker or two, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, you need to win football matches. Um, so, so they're worth their weight in gold. And, and maybe then there's a, a kind of player that is quite versatile that can cover a few few different positions. So that takes up to 25, 26. Andy, would you be comfortable with that kind of number? It wasn't like that in my day. I no. played up front but with, uh, let's say, McAvenny. When I won a, a title with Celtic, the, Mark McGee was our backup yeah. and Mark McGee played uh, the odd game. But uh, now I, I, I totally get it. And you look at what these clubs are doing now because you can have nine subs, remember, yeah. And more often than not, I see Celtic bringing on five international players. And uh, while that is great for the club, it's if you want to look at it from a, a, any young Celtic player uh, trying to get a taste of the first team, it's really difficult. Yeah. And if you reduce the subs, I'm not saying that's going to happen. The moment that reduction in terms of the subs bench, if that was back to the, the, the three or four back in our, our day, you're not carrying 25 players. No. You're definitely not carrying it. So, uh, again, with the bench being so big now, and virtually you've got a team on the bench, you've got to carry 25, especially when you're playing 60 games plus in so a season. You, you can keep a lot of players happy with nine subs. You bring five yeah. on. You can give people an hour. You can give others half an hour. You can give them game time quite regularly. You're keeping a lot of players uh, happy. Obviously, everyone wants to start, but... Um, yeah, just a different approach now. And it's changed the psychology. It has, hasn't it? It's, it's getting more like rugby in terms of the numbers where you automatically, you know you're not going to play a, yeah. a full game in yeah. footballs, whereas you were raging, weren't you? If you weren't playing, you were really disappointed. Well, you talk about rotation now, don't yeah. you? In the yeah. day, it was you were dropped. Yeah. 
because if, mm. if you were good enough, you would play. But is there a pathway for young players? And you talked about it the other week. This is the, the problem. I, at the I, biggest clubs, we're not seeing many young players, are we? Listen, I'm not seeing it a great deal at other clubs either. And when you see mm. the amount of transfers that happen in, in windows, summer and uh, January window, there's not a great deal of activity with, with Scottish players uh, getting signed. So... It, it just gets harder to, to make it and that's why some of these lads at Celtic or at Rangers who are desperate for game time I would always my, my advice would always be go and play because sure. it's the only way you'll improve You think then of players like you know Mikey Johnson who has gone away to play yeah. Alex yeah. Lowry still at Rangers there yeah. but he yeah. surely needs to play Yeah, no, he does He does um, and there's a lot of players that fall in, in, in that exact same situation outside of Rangers and Celtic and Andy's spot on Younger players, get out and play senior men's football as quick as you possibly can. Callum McGregor went to uh, Notts yeah, County sure. and then all of a sudden, well, not Didn't all of a sudden, but he's, he's got 400 games yeah. plus for, for Celtic. Yeah. Go, go out and play. I mean, if you're going to invest um, the amounts of money across the board in the UK, let alone Scotland, in, into the academy mm. structure, it's ridiculous amounts of money. Surely then you've got to show the pathway for those younger players and give them the opportunity to, to transition into your first team. Otherwise, what's the point of having academies? It's a good point. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700 or you can join the conversation at Go Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel, keeping you right up to date with Macklin Motors on the way home. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Thanks for your support. Thanks for making the switch to hear Craig Moore tonight and Andy Walker. I said that to Barry and Peter Grant last night. Yeah, we've got the big two tomorrow night. So, <laughs> I'd like that. <laughs> I was off school all day. <laughs> I got dunked from the two of them. And great stuff last night. We were chatting about a number of things, including could Motherwell do it last night? And they did. Stephen Reside was on beforehand, or now celebrity Motherwell fan and he said I think there'll be one goal in it he didn't predict Andy it was going to be for the well because he was fed up doing that but he said I think it'll just be one goal and that's what happened 2-1 win last night well honestly it's the start they got to be 2-0 up so quickly I think everyone well no one expected that everyone was so surprised uh, Samirin came back but yep. Motherwell did really well to hold on and you're there this weekend with the cameras all the, all the, there the big guns the over there on Sunday we yep. are there with the Hertz yeah so uh, that's another chance to, to build on that home, per, uh, home performance I wonder if they'll have a new manager in place by then do you think they will? Mm. what's your hunch? what do, do you, you reckon? Know, do you know something? Yeah. I don't know something about. I think when you see a shortlist, do you think they're you're you're, you're you're almost there? What and do you think? I think he does. Yeah. Just looking at his face there. Yeah, I don't know. The one that we didn't get talked too much about though was was Holloway. He's got yeah. a good record in terms yeah. of with Blackpool. He got them mm -hmm. promoted to the Premier League. He also got Crystal Palace promoted. Huge, Colour, hugely, hugely experienced. Yeah, okay, and great stories as we touched mm -hmm. on. Um, so it's an interesting one because normally when we hear the jobs going about here in Scotland. It's the same names. Yeah. It's the same names. Mm. Um, so this is something slightly slightly different um, and opens up a, a different market because as you touched on earlier, Andy, a lot of the players that, that the Scottish clubs mid to lower uh, and then lower the leagues, they're, yeah. they're, they're shopping down south. Mm. Yep, that's true. The coin, as you call it, will be a bit different though for Ian Holloway from being manager slightly. at uh, Selhurst <laughs> Park to being manager at Fir Park, much as we love it up here. Yeah. Scottish Cup fixtures, the dates have been announced. Inverness against Kilmarnock will be on the Friday night, 7.45. Mm -hmm. Hearts Celtic, 12.15 on the Saturday. I'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, that's the 12th, obviously. Rangers Wraith Rovers at 1 o'clock. And Falkirk against Ayr on the Monday at 7.45.
So those uh, are the games. The rugby is on, though. Scotland are playing against uh, Ireland, Andy, on the same day, you know, just a, a few hours after... Uh, the Hearts Celtic well, game. Where well, are you going? It doesn't make. It just doesn't make sense, you know, for uh, the transporter. Yeah, the no. rugby's on. I would be. Wa- I'd be watching the the Hearts Celtic. Game. Of course, I just meant for the, tra- the I, travel. I both yeah. through there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're looking at, I think Celtic Rangers, and you could have Kilmarnock and uh, Air United in the yeah. semi final. Yeah, you're not going Falkirk. Sure. You're not giving Falkirk a chance in that game against Air. I thought they were brilliant the other night. They absolutely mm. battered uh, Darvo. I think mm. you saw the the golfing class, and they handled the occasion really well because yeah. everyone was one. I think, of course, Darvo yeah. to win. But mm. uh, no, I've seen the United. I've been down, and they're mm. they are decent. Yeah, the Rangers Ray throws. That's one pm on the Sunday, isn't it? And then mm. the Monday night. Yep, and he sat in your seat the other night, Stephen McGinn, the victorious captain uh, of Falkirk. He's done well. It's a great story, Stephen McGinn, isn't it? That he no, was almost giving well. it up playing um, three years ago, and yeah. there he is on the verge of a Hamden. Well, he'll be thinking you can get a semi final. Yeah. yeah, yeah, big time. And you imagine you got that draw. Let's say the Inverness or, or Kelly in the. Semi-final, yeah. you'd fancy your chances of getting to Hamden. You would. For the final. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Celtic, there's not that much news today, but the big news will be Kyogo. Is he going to make it? Not so much for the weekend, but for the cup final. But, oh, what did you make of him? We saw his goal at the weekend, Andy. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, any strong Celtic team that you want to go out against uh, the best opposition, you'd want Kyogo on your side. So that's why I think you'll be given every chance to play from the start. Mm. He's had such a another great season. A bit quieter at the beginning, Craig, but he is on form. On form, um, consistently delivers, mm. consistently causes defenders real real problems on shoulders, great pace, great um, awareness, and, and, and most importantly, is he knows where the back of the net is, you know. Yeah. So he's a couple of seasons now where he's banged in goals pretty consistently. He's a really important player for Celtic. If he doesn't make it, you've got the South Korean O oh, to, yeah. to maybe make uh, you know his, his, his big game mm-hmm. uh, debut. You've also got someone like Maida, who I know is a wide player, but he can go through the middle. Uh, no he could go yeah. through the middle and, and cause uh, opposition you know, a bit of torment. So they've got some options. Only in Glasgow, I ask you for the teams 11 days in advance. There's only 10 <laughs> days to go now. Barry did yeah. it last night. So oh. too did Peter. Barry reckoned that he had his team really, really quickly. Maybe talk to you about that during the next 90 minutes or so. I think Celtic have more options. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think that was it. It took a bit longer. So Barry was saying, oh, I I got the Rangers one right away. Mm. But mm, are you thinking about it? We'll come back to you on that. Uh, Another point on Celtic, Matt O'Reilly was in Belfast speaking at a fan event and he was asked about VAR and he said, yep, it's frustrating. Takes a really long time to get the decisions. I know the average time is, but it must be, I don't know what it is, but it's two to three minutes. I don't think we want to go down the bar path too much tonight, do we? But it's just being mentioned so many times. And more people are saying, we pause it until we get it right. Yeah, I just think it's been a big problem. We're not using it well. And uh, I would just reiterate, I would underline, let's all get together, uh, the clubs and the referees, and let's have a higher bar for yellow and red cards. I thought the red cards that were given out at Tynecastle recently by Nick Walsh against... Um, who was it? Ryan Edwards and Ginelli. Yeah. Honestly, just let them go. There is, I, I, I think referees are thinking, if we can send them off, we will. And I think it would be great if they thought, if we can keep these players on the pitch, no matter what colour their strip is, mm-hmm. if we can keep them on the pitch, let's try and do that. Let's let's do what FIFA do. Let's do what FIFA did rather in the World Cup. Let's have a really high bar. 
for yellow and red cards. And uh, let's remember that the game is uh, primarily for the for the fans. So that's not the laws of the game that are preventing it. It's the authorities. And it needs it's, leadership it's, in it's Scotland. The, absolutely, Paul. You're dead right. And it, it, it's down to their take. We've all got a subjective take on we've all uh, on uh, certain incidents. Yeah. There, there's a leeway that you can have. And I just wish the, the leeway was if we can keep this player on the pitch, let's try and do it. Craig? Always. Always. Unless... You know, you start going into the reckless uh, kind of yeah, tackles and, sure. and you're endangering your, your opponent. Um, reckless we, is yellow. So yeah, reckless yeah, is fine. Uh, yeah, we'd love you it. You got a yellow card. Yeah, if it's reckless. Dangerous, you yeah, mean? Yeah. yeah. Dangerous I mean, is depends, red. Yeah, I thought re- reckless or right. out of control, you know, when bodies are off ground and, and launching into legs. Anyway, you yeah. want you want look, we all want to see 11 players for each team on the field competing, having a good contest and being entertained. Um, Many times were you sent but, off? Well, not many, believe it or not. Uh, but what, a few 10, times. 12? Nah. <laughs> less, 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 than, less than five. Less than five. I was a little bit uh, smarter when I kicked people. <laughs> VAR wasn't around. <laughs> Peter Grant, if you're listening, could you get to the studio? Yeah. Taxi for Walker. I wonder no, if I mean, what you? Grant he was in. Oh, I, yeah. I was sent off in a motherwell reserve game. Like I was oh, only a few weeks into being a professional and I was never sent so, off again because I felt so bad. I, I was never suspended. No, in well, my career. No, I, was, I was suspended plenty. Yeah, yeah. plenty. <laughs> and what about, for example? So I think that's a great point you make. Now look at Howard Webb. He moved quickly in England after the mistake, the Ivan Tony, right? So and they've suspended, they've rested the referee, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Up here, we're not getting that leadership. No. We don't want to pillory referees. We want to help our referees. We we want them to be better. Yeah, and I'm sure they want themselves to be better. And I don't know anyone who thinks VAR has been a a, a, a better uh, element to Scottish football this season. I think it's it, it's made referees become more in the spotlight and actually it should have taken away some of the bad decisions. We're now seeing horrendous decisions even with the benefit of VAR and that's a big worry. It was never, in my opinion, VAR, we spoke about it before it came into play, was never going to be a success. Uh, I've seen it start in Australia. I've seen all the problems that they had in Australia. I was convinced that we'd see exactly the same thing here in Scotland, which we have done. We did see it also in England. Um, you know, for me, the 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 it's kind of like re-refereeing a lot of the a lot of yeah. the game case scenarios and all that sort of stuff. So for me, I've never been a fan of that. Unfortunately, we're stuck with it. But when you have the tools, Paul, when you have the tools in terms of offside and all, yeah. and we're seeing some the things. Lengths. These, the, in my opinion, I, I hate to see. I hate to see people lose their jobs. And but I've got to be strong on this. There's certain things that you do in any workplace that are you, you're reprimanded for, and there's certain things that are, are such a big mistake that you lose your job. You know, you, you look at some of the decisions down south as well. You imagine that's a a, a game where your survival in the Premier League um, is at stake and a bad decision. You're talking hundreds of millions of pounds. So for me. When you have the tools, there's no excuse. Um, but for a referee now, um, we, we talk about confidence for players and getting into a, a rhythm and momentum, lots of stuff. Mm. Imagine being a referee now, going out there and trying sure. to referee a game. Lots of the pressure that they're under, the confidence not being sky high. Yep. This VAR was, was always going to deliver what I think we're seeing on a week-to-week basis. Well, too- there's just more focus on referees and... It- when VAR came in, it should have been less because we should just have been applying 
hang on, he's made a real uh, error here. Let's fix it. We're now looking for the, the slightest uh, bit of error. And as I mentioned earlier, if we can show our uh, discipline and our authority, let's do it. Let's send the players off. I, I don't understand that approach. No. I, I, I like the approach in the World Cup. And I know they didn't get everything right, but the approach in the World Cup was this is a sport that everyone wants to see. It's always better 11 yeah, v 11. Yeah. Let's try and keep the players on the pitch if we can. And I totally get it, Paul. Mm. Sometimes players are really stupid and you've got to yeah, go. Sure. But if there's a bit of leeway, let's uh, err on the side of keeping them on. Problem, the problem is when you get to the that you know World Cup stage, you're getting the best of... Uh, and 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 FIFA and all that sort of stuff. Of they yeah, yeah, they won't allow it. They won't allow it to to go to go the way it has domestically in all these different countries. So the World Cup is at a is at a top top level, but that level needs to be it needs to you, be achieved. You can, in, you can still raise the bar, Craig, for yeah. the threshold for a yellow and a red. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean raise the bar for the threshold? Just make it more difficult to show yellow cards. I mean, I, I saw some yellow cards last night, yeah. late on in the game from John Beaton. Yeah. They were fouls. Yeah. But but were they, were they, were had, they fouls had, that stopped an, an attack? Well, had or had he they... not shown yellow cards, yeah. no one would have yeah. batted an eye. So why yeah. did they do it? Well, the, but I still think, that, again, I don't know. I, I can't letter, comment, I can't comment on, on those. Yeah, rules, rules. Sure. Can I ask you one final rules. question on it? Trying to make it better. Kelly Mbappe, more than decent player, wonderful player. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was the Champions League the other night and he is a judge to be offside by what? Point one. Okay. Of a millimetre. So this is crazy. So uh, we're trying to prevent goals now. I thought it was an entertainment sport. Yes. Don't entertainment, put, uh, we want to see goals. Fans go to we, games, they want to see matches. We're, yeah. we're actually trying to find out how to deliver less goals to a game That's of it. football. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Craig. So how would you change it? What's the, what's well, the rule? Well, you know what? I, I, the, the rule that has always been the rule with offside, if, if, if there's any doubt, it goes to the attacking team. I, I think that's brilliant. I think that's brilliant because it's an entertainment product. I People want to go and see goals. Yeah, and I totally get that, and I'm with you. But they've sold it to every club. It's a fact. Yeah, you're but, on who, or you're who, off. but who have sold it? This is the thing. I mean, but you go like, who are the people that make these decisions? Well, you're on or you're off. Do, huh? you, not, do you not think? Well, not so by, you, not, you not want, by you, a toenail, no, no. Okay, so how much? By well, uh, no, half you, a foot? I think you, you, you're going by. Um, I, I, if you're Half a foot. If you no, if your foot's off and you can score with that foot, then it's it's offside. But this, yeah, I would go a foot. I would go a foot. I, I think a boot. leave leave um, a, 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 a kind of a buffer there. This this toenail and 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 uh, an elbow and all that sort I think of stuff is absolute still, nonsense. You'd still get those goals where it's a, a foot or a boot, whatever your whatever your nah, uh, length crazy. is there, and then there's a tiny wee margin, and they'll be offside. So what are you saying, Andy? You. Uh, I, I'm just wondering what rule you would bring in. I'm I agree with you. I was a defender. You. I was a defender. And I'll tell you what, all day, every day, if the striker is slightly offside, but it was hard to tell, um, and, and the goal, goal is scored, I take my medicine. I think mm -hmm. that's a far better product for, for the supporters. And I think the supporters have been the last people that have been thought about with yeah. this whole VAR. Exactly. Yeah. They hang around in this weather, yeah. two, three minutes, and they, they want, it's as if they want to kill the game. Yeah. There's too many people officiating now. Yeah. Too did, many cooks, you know. We, we did hear some information at Fir Park last night. Yes. They've got a good uh, tannoy system, yes. and there were some VAR checks, right. and we were immediately informed the whole ground that there was a VAR check mm. for, for this and that, and it happened, I think, three, maybe four times. Yeah. Okay. So, 
So is the message there, cut your toenails before you play Greg? <laughs> Pretty important, isn't it? You don't want a bad toe injury. Yeah. It's, there's too much chat about VAR, but it was uh, Matt O'Reilly who was asked about yeah. it in Belfast. And, uh, well, he was asked and he did say it's frustrating. I think it is for everyone. We keep hoping it gets better. But if we allow them to officiate in such a way that they're trying to look, as I always say now, they're looking not at things, they're looking for them. It, I mean, look at the the penalty. The, the, the Rangers outside the box. Ridiculous. And then they look and look. Then, oh, there's maybe a tug inside. Yes. Dancer, very, we've, we've got very something in the box. Yeah. Is, I don't think it's the way to go. Yeah, Craig, it's not, is it? No, no. no. I, I'm 100% <laughs> yeah. say it's not, but the the, the same time, uh, we know that we're, we're stuck with it. And like okay. I said, I just, I feel for the officials as well because I know that it, it's uncomfortable for them. Sure. Um, and we're, we're all debating for me about the wrong things come Monday morning. Okay, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Um, a premiership club is paying £3,000 to a championship club. We'll tell you about that after this. And a bit more from Michael Beale. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! We're just about to kick off Barcelona against Manchester United. Craig, who do you fancy in this one? I'm gonna go for a score, a score draw uh, in yeah. in this one. Like, I mean, Man United yeah. have have been doing okay. I know Barcelona are still strong uh, in terms of La Liga, but they're not what they used to be. Yeah. But I'm gonna go for a score draw in this one. It should be a cracking game, though. Rashford's on form. On fire. Yep. On, on fire. fire. Yeah. Yep. Ten Hag's certainly getting the absolute best out of sure uh, Marcus Rashford. Ma- Man United have got the Real Madrid strip on. All <laughs> white. Ah, is that oh, to wind them up? Yeah. Them of course. Up. Yeah. I think. It would be, wouldn't it? Of course. Just taking a minute silence for Yeah, of course, for Mm. Turkey and Syria, which I I know has been happening all over football the last couple of days. Absolutely right. Just everyone there. A moment's silence in the new camp ahead of that Europa League game. Andy, who, what do you think it's going to be? Just looking there, see Casemiro, he'll get a warm reception. Yep, and there's the applause for the the people there. Yeah, I just think over the two legs... I think Barcelona might uh, win tonight, but over the two legs, I can see them going through as well. Steve McLaren there chatting to Eric yeah. Ten Hag. Do you think he gives it the Dutch accent? <laughs> Remember that Remember interview? He did it? Yeah. Uh, uh, there's and his pal Mitchell van der Gaag. Get him in. Of for course, the yeah. yeah. Indeed, yeah. Mitchell van der. Now you, you you've been in talks in the last few days with yes. one of the biggest names in world football. Massive. You, you met him in the Algarve. Yeah. Yes, I, I did. And just watching these two teams, I yeah. believe he managed both of the, the clubs oh, that we're watching wow. here tonight. He did indeed. Well. Well. And his last hours with the club, he won the FA Cup. And instead of celebrating, he discovered oh, it was... Not uh, the great Louis van Gaal. That's the one. Um, Is he in for the Aberdeen job? He was extremely interested uh, in, the, in the job opportunities that were coming up at Motherwell <laughs> 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 and, and the Aberdeen Lakes. Uh, no, it was, it was great. He was in his holiday home. Thistle. Thistle as well. Job now. Thistle. Yeah, there's a, yeah, another You're job. really there. annoying tonight. Uh, he's at <laughs> it. Uh, he's no. at it. But... So, picture the scene. So, did you bump into him in the Algarve? Last week, I yeah. Went, I went for a cheeky haircut. Yeah. All right. And then as I'm coming coming out, I thought you I'll go just to the Algarve for a haircut. <laughs> well, I get a haircut. I get a haircut anywhere for me. Uh, no problems at all. Come out of the come out to get a to get a coffee and I'm yeah. a, little, a, a double take and I'm like, yeah, no, it's definitely uh, Louis Van Gaal. So I went over and introduced myself and he was absolutely in top form for 15 minutes. Yeah. We just sat, you know, one he of those said, ones. Go away or I'll phone the no, police. No, <laughs> he's actually when I was leaving, he says, "Listen, Craig." He says, "Before you go, can I, can I get your number?" He says, "I'd love to follow up with this conversation." <laughs> no, it was good value. Good oh, yeah. value. Um, obviously, uh, you know, his last his last 
experience of the football was the World Cup, obviously yeah, of with course. Holland. Yeah. Um huge, huge, huge profile, unbelievably successful manager who I've I've also uh, you know followed throughout his career, which is yeah. slightly better than mine. I made a, my Champions League debut pool, I believe, against his, his Ajax Did you? side. Yeah. That's um, yeah, it wasn't a great one for me. It wasn't a great right, one for okay. me. Gascoigne getting sent off early doors and up against Mark Overmars. So Did good you luck mention with that. it to him? Didn't get to that stage. No, you didn't. No, yeah. I actually forgot that about that brilliant. game. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I was with a former teammate of yours on Monday, David Robertson. Robertson. Oh, the asked, back. I, yeah. I was asking him who his uh, great opponents were during his time at Rangers and he, he spoke about the, the two legs against Juventus with yes. Del Piero and... Oh. Uh, Ravanelli, like Viali yeah. were playing up top then, but Del Piero was... Uh, he was sensational at that time. I think that's brilliant. Craig Moore meets Louis Van Hal. That's what happens. Alcatraz. A little bit of travelling, Paul. Yeah, that's great. Keep How on is the move. Is that a bit cold off the Atlantic uh, at the moment? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a little bit. Okay. A little bit too cold for my. Is it good value work. to get a haircut yeah. in the Algarve? Rather than um, the West End. Ach, I was I was quite um, generous with the tip, so it cost me it cost me oh, a bit. Good man. <laughs> when are you going back to get it finished? <laughs> Who needs Crofty and Grado at breakfast? Yeah. We'll get those two on if they if they're on holiday. Andy Walker and Craig Moore, or just Andy Walker, then maybe Craig. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's winding us no, up. It's no problem. I wait for my time. It's all about timing. Exactly. Yeah. So from Guimaraes to the Gorbals, it's Craig Moore yes. here on the Go Radio Football Show with uh, Andy Walker and Paul Cooney, and yeah, there's a lot on. Coming up this weekend, and it is the obviously the game's back to the league. Nine points in it, ten when you take the goal difference. But well, you heard Michael Beale today. He was asked about the title challenge, and he said it's probably as low if uh, Rangers could win the title. Although Craig, you've got your own view on that about what might happen. We'll maybe speak to you about that shortly. We heard about the injuries. He's also been asked. Well, here's one of the long-term injuries. What about Tom Lawrence? What's the latest? Uh, if we talk about Tom, Tom's a player that I've seen coming through at Man United as a young boy. I've obviously seen him go on to be an international and play very well down in the championship. He came into the club and I thought in the early part of the season, he looked like a fantastic signing and he was playing to a really strong level. Uh, unfortunately, he's suffered uh, a long-term injury since then, but when he comes back, he's part of this squad Moving forward, I think very similar to Malik Tillman, he can play in the final third or he can play for midfield breaking out. He brings international experience and as I say, he had a fantastic grounding at Man United as a young player, which I saw firsthand. So I'm excited to work with him when he finally returns to our squad. Andy, when he comes back, he comes into a different Rangers, you know, new manager, he's been out for some time and a different style of play. I, I liked him at the start of the season. I thought he looked lively. I thought he gave Rangers something, you know, a bit different, a bit of quality in that last third. And I'm sure he, once he's fit and in the team, he'll be keen to impress the new manager and hold down his, his space. Craig? Yeah, look, I think, yeah, no, he definitely come. He had, a, he had a bright start, unfortunately picked up the, the injury. And you look at the way that Michael Buell is playing now and, and the players that he's brought in, uh, those kind of central uh, attacking midfield areas, slightly advanced of that has been the areas where he's, he's, he's recruited. Um, so he believes that that was where the, the difference could be made to this particular team. Uh, and I think over time, like I said, it will get better and better. But uh, Lawrence has definitely got a big role to play moving forward. And you just hope that he comes back well from his, his long-term injury when he does. He was also asked about injuries currently to Ryan Jack and also Nicholas Raskin. Nico just felt a bit of fatigue after the game. We've not took any risks with him. He's not returned to training just yet. He will return to training tomorrow um, with John Lundstrom. I'll have to take a view on where they're at. Uh, Ryan Jack's had a slight problem after the game as well, which is, is not ideal. Uh, if I'm honest, but 
listen, these, since I've come back into the club, I've played games when we only had no fit centre-backs or anything else. I'm learning to take a deep breath and uh, I trust whatever team we play on the weekend to get the result. So good news, Raskin, there's no injury. He was just a bit fatigued. Yeah, again, a player that's probably not played a, a great deal of football um, leading into to his move from Rangers after falling out of favour with Standard Liège. But um, uh, no concerns there, obviously, from what Michael Beale's saying. And I'm pretty sure he'll get up to speed. He's shown some quality as well from the, the short little clippets that we have seen. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Andy Walker and Craig Moore. Let's go on the lines. Uh, the first call is Andy. Uh, who'll be on later. George, in fact, we're going to take first from Bathgate. Hi, George. How you doing, boys? All right? Good. Hi, George. How are you? Hi, George. Oh, great. I live in the room, boys. Live in the room. <laughs> Good man. Uh, just, just what Andy was saying there a minute ago, I don't know yep. if he's been a bit uh, tongue-in-cheek or no, but when he was saying about Michael Beale, um, I think it was a great gesture what Michael Beale done. I was actually sitting there right behind him when he done it, and a couple of people around about me didn't understand what had actually happened, but I seen the full thing happening myself. Uh, and I think it was a great gesture. I think it was a, the perfect thing to do because at the end of the day, the young boy Tillman done absolutely nothing wrong and he, he done nothing wrong. But I'll go back to the time when we had the wee boy for Tottenham on loan and he'd done the, the flicker of the boy's head and the boy was absolutely slaughtered for it. I wouldn't want this young lad Tillman. Um, the same thing happened to him, getting absolutely slaughtered for something he didn't really care anything about, to be honest. Like, yeah, so I think Michael Beale took that away from it and he's just done the right thing. And Andy, saying, Andy was saying, Ken, we'd have done it against Celtic, we've done it for getting beaten, things like that. The point of the matter is, he did do it. He did do it in a game when, when we were, I think we were uh, two one up at the time and they yep. brought it back to two weeks. So I think it was a great gesture. And I think you've just got to look for the gamesmanship and, and say, and everybody's just got to stand up and say, Ken, son, the guy done a, a great bit of um, gamesmanship during the game. Yeah, I, I've no problem with him doing it and I, you, you, you can applaud him all you like. I, I think both me and Craig were, were, were putting ourselves in the position what would we do if that was a Celtic Rangers game? And I think we're both of the same mind. There's there's not a chance that uh, I would give uh, or allow Rangers to you know walk through our team and <laughs> score a goal. It, it just wouldn't happen. And I don't think whether it's at Celtic Park or Ibrox, if that happened, the, the stadium wouldn't allow it. But, but Andy, going back to Celtic Park and Ibrox, and that, the game was a fourth round game or a fifth round game against mm. Partick Thistle at Ibrox. That was the game we were talking about. So I don't even know how to always come back up to a time when um, or did this happen or did that happen. It was, it was a fifth round game against Partick Thistle, and it did do it. I mean, I heard you on the radio a couple of years ago there, Andy, saying that if you ever felt like touching the boat, you went down for a penalty. Is that right? You're saying that? Yeah, pretty much. I'll, g- I'll give you that. Yeah, you did, did say that. I, I, that. So you, you said a couple of years ago, if you even got touched in the books, you went down. Now, how many times you used to felt people getting touched in the books and it's not been a penalty? So that shows you your gamesmanship. So I yes. don't think we can really rely on, on your point, really, when you said when you come away a couple of years ago on another radio station and say that. Listen, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not putting myself up as some sort of uh, paragon of virtue. Uh, I, I would happily go down. If I felt as though I was filled in the box and trying to win a penalty, you never, say, you never said that at the time, Andy. I remember, I can right. remember what you said at the time. Oh. You said if you even you got touched in the box, you would go down okay. for a penalty. And how many times have you seen people getting touched in the box and going down? So your gamesmanship and your um, oh, well. and your comments then really stand up in this one, really. <laughs> I think uh, George um, obviously we, I think what we both did agree on in regards to it was um, you know fantastic sportsmanship uh, in that particular game. You're right. It was you know Rangers were two one down. Um, it brings the game level again, which means Rangers have got to go on and uh, and kick on again to go and get that winning goal after not a great performance. Michael Beale's comments, not a great performance. Um, but I, I, like you, thought, you know what? 
actually he stands for something. That was a that was a the right thing to do. Um, and I think just where where we kind of then went after that was if that situation come up, obviously in in another game, would the situation be the same? So. Um, he, he's done a great thing. I'm, uh, I'm guessing you're a Rangers support if you said you were right behind Michael Bill. Old Fur game. Yeah. If, if, if Rangers done that, what are you doing as a supporter? Where was that, Swede? Old Firm game. That happens. Um, and, 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 and Rangers or Michael Bill and the team decided to do that. What are you, what are you saying as a supporter? Well, I'll, I'll go back to the, the game in um, number one and one nine, um, Craig. And Celtic got a throw-in. Uh, somebody went down injured, I think. It was um, well, the big boy that left last season to go back to Wigan or something like that. And he, went, he was playing right back that day. And he went down with cramp. And the ball got played out. And the full Rangers end erupted because it should have been played back to Rangers. Mm-hmm. But Celtic ran down the other side and got a corner with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you can actually uh, moan about something one time. And if it happens against you, the other way. You know what I mean? I think George, George just, just answer Craig's question. Would, would you happily let Celtic score if that happened at Ibrox? in a Rangers-Celtic game? And, and I wouldn't give Celtic a point in, in a table tennis game, so I haven't got anything to do that. So we're actually on the same page. <laughs> and that was Andy's point. I think Andy did applaud Michael Beale and Rangers in the context yes. uh, of the weekend. But Andy's point, it's given us that insight, George, I don't think you and I have played at that level he said there's no chance in the office beforehand, and we put it to Craig as well, and you've just said it. So in the white-hot atmosphere of a game but listen thanks for making the switch to us you know I don't really want to rehearse uh, programmes from a number of years ago George but from five every night we're here in Go Radio thank you and uh, 08 08 17 17 700 we're here for another hour after the news The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley Let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Headlines in the programme in the first hour. Michael Beale, when asked about the title challenge against Celtic, he said, well, the probability of winning it is low. And then later in the programme, well, we had Matt O'Reilly saying that uh, too many delays under VAR. And then George, living the dream in Bathgate, said in a tussle with Andy Walker on air, said, I wouldn't give Celtic a point in a table tennis match. <laughs> Only. Great line. Uh, it's, it's, Great cheers, George. He's made the switch from whatever he's with us here on the Go Radio Football Show. Thanks to everyone who's joining us. What's the latest? Let's go live to the new camp. Who wants to take it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's been yeah. a cracking game. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a really bright start. Um, Barcelona have had a couple of opportunities, had a free kick not too long ago that just whizzed over the crossbar. 16, 17 minutes in, though, it's still nil-nil. I can tell I'm not on the other channel because in, in the, the beep, no, I can't have a go at the national broadcaster. <laughs> Give us the score and the scorers. Tell us Craig Moore watching it there on the box. That's a massive game, Barcelona and Man United, nil-nil, but some good chances. Levin, I mean, yeah. Lewandowski, he'll get a game. Uh, he'll yeah. get a goal tonight, rather. I know yeah. he'll get a game from... <laughs> 
Mark. <laughs> he is playing, but I think he'll get a, he a goes goal all as right, well. eh? He goes all right. He'll get a game. You know the games this weekend then? We've got, well, last night it was 2-1 Motherwell against St Mirren. Then at the weekend, Celtic against Aberdeen. Barry Robson in charge. Ange Postacoglu, of course, on this amazing run for Celtic. Nine points clear. Dundee United against St Johnson. Tayside battle, and it really is for points. Hebs against Kilmarnock. Livingston against Rangers. And St Mirren, Ross County. Uh, Michael Beale's been speaking about Livingston and their challenge. And actually, he reveals as one of the, the Livy players that he knows pretty well. Extremely difficult one. Obviously, they know the surface and the pitch. I like going there because we take a great number of fans there and the, their fans are close to the pitch and I think they have an impact on the game. We know that Davey have his team fired up. It's a, it's a squad, funny enough, just in the, in the leaving of Scotland and coming back, the backbone of this team, the goalkeeper I worked with a lot at Liverpool, Shamal George. Morgan Boys was a young player that plays at centre-half coming through the academy. Stevie Kelly was a boy that... I had a, a lot of affection and a lot of thoughts towards his future when he was here and I think he's been a good player for Livingston this year. And Joel Noble was my striker at Chelsea many, many years ago under 9s, 10s, 12s and 13s. So I know Joel and his family very well. So there's some familiar faces there. It's important that we go there and put on a really, really strong away performance. Our last away performance in the league was away to Hearts and it was our best performance to date. So. I'm looking for somewhere around that, certainly out of possession. Greg, two things. One, it's interesting, isn't it? He knows so many people in the game and having had that experience abroad and more particularly down south. Yeah, yeah. again, obviously, you know, he, he does have a fantastic network down there and that's without even touching on his short period in Brazil yeah. and in South mm -hmm. America as well. So, you know, networks-wise, uh, he's, he's pretty... Pretty switched on. Michael Bill knows these players, so there's no excuse for Rangers at the weekend. Yeah. John Ludley, um, he did some damage against Rangers before, and yeah. he obviously knows them well from his yeah. time down. Yeah, no, look, he 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 was um, he was very very good day one uh, of the season. I think two one two one mm -hmm. game. Livingston went ahead, but uh, Nobley give uh, the two central defenders of Rangers uh, a torrid time uh, for the full match. Bruce Anderson does a, a really good job. He's a he's a he's a great scorer. A great movement in the box. But Rangers haven't lost there since 2018. Um, so I would expect that they continue the form that they're on and go and win a, a, a tough match. It will be a tough match because uh, David Martindale has his team set up uh, extremely well. And everyone talks about the Livy pitch. What does the manager say? Uh, the, the pitch is difficult. I think the advantage is with obviously the team that train on it every single day. So the advantage is in their favour. And generally the teams with the artificial surface have good home forms. It's a tough place to go. We've got reasonable... Uh, uh, results there in the past um, but we know that they're riding high I think David does a fantastic job they're fourth in the league they're, they'll be full of confidence but we can't be in stronger form than we're in now ourselves Andy what do you think the pitch is that going to never play? never enjoy doing any no. game on a plastic surface I don't think it's a good look for Scottish football but the, the clubs love it the clubs allow it so uh, good on them and Michael Beale I think is probably right they have a good home record those with um the, the plastic uh, surface and I think you're right to highlight uh, uh, Nubly because he at the start of the season he really gave uh, Rangers a few problems scored a beautiful goal and he'll be an important player for Livingston the weekend but like Craig you, you expect Rangers to win Bruce Anderson fit again mm. just didn't work out for him at Aberdeen but he's talented he's he a good player goals. Yeah. he's a good player he's got uh, I mean he's not, a, he's not a big lad but his movement in around the, the box is, is very good um, he likes to threaten him behind and uh, you know when that ball bounces about in the box and all that he seems to be in the right spot he knows how to score goals Have you got your team for a week on Sunday? 
Three I, o'clock kickoff. I, I've, yeah. yeah, I've got something penciled down. Yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. be on air. Uh, obviously, in the build-up, Barry Ferguson mm-hmm. and Andy Walker and myself looking forward to it. Yeah, it's harder probably to choose the Celtic team, is it, Craig? Well, but, well, there's oh, a few injuries, right, isn't it? I mean, like now you listen to Michael yeah. Beale in terms of injuries and um, you know to, to certain players, the game's not a million miles away, so. Everyone wants to be up and, and, and put their hand up for selection for that particular game, but I don't think it's straightforward in terms of the, the starting eleven for Rangers. Okay, who would it be? Your keeper, uh, there's no there's doubt. No doubt. There's no yeah. doubt. There never is any doubt. Uh, for me, it's McGregor and goals. Um, you've obviously got Tav, uh, Goldson, Davies and, and Barisic. Goldson's going to be fine, isn't he? Yes, Just I would think so. Strain, wasn't yeah, it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. if, if he's fit, he plays. Um, hopefully, for, for Rangers, he is fit. Midfield situation, slightly concerning. Obviously, you're hearing about Lundstrom and, and Ryan Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me, um, I, you know, I would think that maybe Jack, um, Ryan Jack and Kamara right. potentially yeah. to, to start mm-hmm. there uh, as a two-holder midfielders uh, with Campwell slightly further forward. Okay. Um, you think he'll start? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Campwell will start. And then I had the, the front three, Tillman, Morelos and Kent. Okay, no Sakala? No. no, no, I'm not going for Sakala starting. Morellas, people have gone quiet about him again in the last week or so, Andy. You know, he got a few goals a few weeks ago. Sakala, I thought, did really well. At he Ibrox. has done well. He, he was well. maybe the, the one who turned it in Rangers' favour for mm-hmm. a while. I thought he was a he was a real threat. And I think I've said before, anyone with that uh, amount of blistering pace that he's got, I think would trouble any defence. Mm-hmm. So certainly wouldn't be surprised if, if he got a game from the start. You're going to give us your Rangers team. Let's check again, Michael Beale, with that injury update. A mixed bag, really, this week. Um, John Lundstrom's touch and go. We had a slight issue with Connor last week, so we, we gave him the rest, obviously, in the game. He, he was there if we needed him. Uh, Nico Raskin had some issues after the game. Ryan Jack's got a little bit. There's, there's no one else coming back right now, so we'll see how we go after training tomorrow. So it's all a little bit up in the air, I would say, in terms of selection right now. Um, but we we go there with uh, with a strong squad regardless of who's available. Of course, to be fair, that's the... Talking about this weekend, we're yeah. jumping ahead. Barry said last night he thought that the fielder's strongest team against Levy. You can't think about the cup final a week later. Oh, but they've got a week as well. Yeah, sure. which is Which is a long time in football to prepare for a match. Yeah. So... It, it sounded as though the ones who were injured, they mentioned, what, Lundstrom, Goldson, yeah. Raskin, Jack... Thing will probably be all be available for the mm. cup final. Yep. What's your Rangers team then? If you were, well, I would just make just that one change. Uh, yeah. yeah. To be yeah. fair as well, Sakala has done well, so mm. I've gone with with that lineup. But absolutely no surprises if Sakala comes in because mm. look, he um, he's a threat, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's he's got pace, uh, and when when you have that pace and you can threaten him behind, uh, it's a great asset to have. And and he's done that well, Sakala. Probably not prolific goal scorer, but he does cause issues. Kyogo is the doubt for Celtic at the moment. Mm. We don't know. There's been no update. There's still, what, 10 days to go before the game. But Andy, what would your strongest team be if you if you were choosing the Celtic lineup for the uh, cup final? A, a lot of it. A bit like Rangers. I yeah. think it just picks itself. You obviously have Hart. You have Johnson, Carter, Vicker, Starfelt, Taylor. It's uh, sure. your your usual back five there. Uh, Hatati and Callum McGregor have to be in mm-hmm. midfield. I think if you're up against a, a strong opponent. You want your best players in the middle of the park. And there's always a bit of a gamble as to who would go with those two, whether it's O'Reilly, Turnbull, uh, maybe Aaron Moy, who's been in good form recently. I would probably go with uh, Matt O'Reilly. Would you? Yes. Yeah, or, I think yeah. so. So huh? I would go with Hatati, um, McGregor, O'Reilly. 
And then up front, Kyogo, obviously, if he's fit, will yep. play. I think Maida, uh, given that he scored at Ibrox and given that he's, he's such a pistol of energy. Pace. And pace as well. You're right, Craig. And, and it's either Abada or Jota on the right-hand side. You'd probably go for, for Jota if he's in mm. top form. And yet, if you're Abada, you're saying, boss, look at what he did against uh, Barisic before. Yeah, he'll probably get half an hour. Yeah. Well, it's, Craig, it's, it's, no, it's a strong side. Look, yeah. uh, again, you know, Aaron Moy, I'm happy you're kind of leaving him out of your, your starting 11 there. Andy. Or right, you have him think, in? yeah. Uh, you have him in, yeah. I, I just, yeah, for me, he's, he's he's a player in real form uh, at this moment in time. Uh, Honestly, wouldn't dispute it. Nah, and mm. he's... Like, you need to make a choice. Big, big, you know? big games, he, he normally comes up with, with, with big moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's been He's been good. He's been very good for Celtic in recent months. So you wouldn't disagree, but just maybe Aaron Moy. Nah, again, probably, probably yeah. both. I think both lineups. You know, again, you need a little bit of luck leading into that game, but maybe one, one slight change. But both both teams, <laughs> both teams are gonna are, are gonna be absolutely pumped and, and and ready to go, and and every player is gonna want to put their hand up to play in this one, Paul. When no did you start that. to get excited about a cup final against Celtic, Craig Murray? Played so many against them. You know, is it? You mean about yeah, nah, just like, about the game in general. Yeah, you. Would you now start to think? As soon as you get to a stage where where you've you've made the the, the cup final, and if it was against if it was against Celtic, unbelievable mm-hmm. because it was uh, it was something that you just you couldn't wait for. You really looked forward to. But any cup final, let's be honest, is is, is special to to be involved mm-hmm. in, and, and and you know I was fortunate enough to to win uh, quite quite a few of them. But um, the players will be thinking about it, but it's it's still parked. Yep. It's it's still parked. Livingston. Yeah. I think what you were trying the angle you're trying to get to is in terms of the game this weekend. Yeah, there's no danger that the players will be thinking about uh, the cup final. They'll be going and wanting to win this game of football first against Livingston, and then you're, deal with the Celtic match. You're right. It'll be in the back of your mind, but you'll want to get the the game out of the way. Not well, certainly not out of the way. Out of the way in terms of get the job done, get all three points, and then focus on the final. And it promises to be. A great occasion, and we've got half and half at Hamden. It'll be, it'll be very colourful, very noisy. That will be amazing to see. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, those, those crowds, that split, the atmosphere should be, it should be unbelievable. It'll be electric. It really will. Um, so hopefully, it's an entertaining match, which I'm no doubt it will. And there'll be the surprises that we continually see in, in old firm matches. Hopefully, it's one that we're, we're talking about for for many many years to come. Yep, we do forget now. You know, there's only what 700 opposition fans. So, and it's I know I think we're beginning to think it should just give the whole ground over. I know yeah, we don't think they should. There should be the yeah. seven or eight thousand. We all agree, don't we? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. whether Andy, Andy has maybe a slightly should, different one. You should always have a, a sizable away support, yes. but I don't think we're ever going to go back to it. So, what are you frightened of? I, I don't know what they're frightened of because I mean I, I think it can be quite intimid- intimidating. Yeah. For a small number of fans to be in that venue, mm. I think it it may be, I don't know this, but it might be an easier uh, occasion for the police to handle if it was just uh, the one oh, support one. rather than a, a few hundred. And yet the old Strathclyde Police or Police Scotland, uh, they handle the old firm games really well. I mean, they do. At, of course at, they, um, yeah. And it's not right with 700 people there. You do begin to think. More and more we're seeing the bottles is, being thrown and all the Listen, rest. this yeah. is what the clubs want and I can't see anyone no. make being strong enough to, to make a change. I mean, the players would love it. I'm sure the managers would love a, a sizable uh, away support, yeah. but mm. I, I don't think anyone in, in either boardroom wants it. And the spectacle of it, when you come and you hear the opposition fans in numbers, Craig, there's nothing like it. 
You know, if people come now, they see a small number of Celtic fans or Rangers fans, depending which ground we're in. Yeah. Uh, and it's a pity. No, it is a pity because, again, being a player where you've been involved in, in, in those kind of games and you've got that huge support away from home and and how much it can drive you on. At the same time, on the other side of the fence, as a, as a supporter, I've, I've been to matches where you've been part of the minority as well mm-hmm. and, and and seen your team go and get a result. So that, that's also huge. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's a great thing as Fantastic. a supporter. You know, you go away from home and you're right up against it. You make yeah. a lot of noise and your team comes away with the points. So that's brilliant as well. Yeah. This time last night we revealed the referees for the game and it's no ref- referees, isn't it? Nick Walsh, um, the fourth official, Kevin Clancy and then in the VAR machine at Clydesdale House, it's uh, John Beaton. What do you think of the refs? Any thoughts? Is Nick Walsh, is he the best referee at the I, moment? I, think, you so. Say? I yeah. think so. Yeah, I, I think again, and you know, the, the cup final, you want to get the very, very best and I think you've got to reward um, the best and I think Nick Walsh currently is, um, is the best. Has he... Has he had perfect games? No. Has he made mistakes? Of course he has, but I, I think he's the best one to, to be in control of this match. I don't think he is. I don't know who is. I'd maybe give it to Willie Collum. Um, maybe he is, um, in my view, maybe he's the, uh, the, the the best referee in Scotland. But I'd say again, we spend far too much time focusing yeah. on referees and we've never done it before. Mm. Uh, well, No, some, you, not some, to this extent. There have been Not periods. to this extent. Sure. Some people do. And, yeah. Uh, Fair enough, but uh, we're, we we spend far too much time talking about referees, and um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's been a great season for them because I thought VAR would help them, and I don't think it has. Let's hear from Michael Beale speaking about somebody. It's been the last couple of weeks. The managers who've gone, Jim Goodwin, what just over three weeks ago, uh, Stevie Hamill at the weekend. We haven't asked you yet who you think will be the Aberdeen manager, but there was a strange one, wasn't there, at the weekend? Uh, Rangers against Thistle. It was a great cup tie to watch. Yeah, for uh, so many different things happening. The Jags ran them close, and then afterwards, two hours later, we hear that Ian McCall, the manager, over 900 games in all these different clubs, is sacked. This is what Michael Beale said when he heard uh, on Sunday evening. Yeah, I was, actually, because I thought his team played ever so well on the day. They put in a stronger performance than some uh, teams in the SPL have done coming to Ibrox. Uh, I did warn the players of that. They had good experience in their ranks in terms of uh, players coming to play at Ibrox and players that have played in our league. Um, so yeah, I was surprised. It was a, it was a, it was an interesting day Sunday. You know, I've not had many days like that in football. I felt quite flat coming away from the stadium afterwards because there was a lot of things that happened, and and obviously hearing about Ian's um, situation as well. I didn't leave the stadium for a couple of hours, so by the time I'd left, I sort of heard that that had happened, and I thought, wow, like how much can happen in one day in football? But it is what it is. But I, I thought it was a. Uh, an interesting day and some parts of it were um, were not so nice Unusual wasn't it Andy the circumstances Yeah very I've got a lot of time for Ian McCall I think he's been a terrific manager through the through the years as you say what is it 8 900, 900. games he's been yep. one of the one of the mainstays in Scottish football I think that's his club I think he was uh, happiest there at uh, at Partick Thistle I know he got a he did all that stuff at Clyde Bank, my goodness, years ago yeah. when that was really challenging. He did he got a great move to Dundee United. Um, Big money move at the time, I remember. Yeah, yep. yeah, it was. And obviously he did a great job at Air United yeah. when, when no one expected them to, you know, to be a, a pushing the likes. Of, was it Hearts and Dundee United at the mm-hmm. time? But he, he had a really good spell there. But I th- I've always thought Thistle has 
has been his club and he's been the happiest there. And uh, it's a great shame that um, he's, he's lost his job. You would have thought they have somebody ready to come in. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> Stranger things they, happen where you always mm-hmm. think the clubs have got a strategy and a plan and. Legion uh, And then, yeah. Southampton. Well, yeah, there you go. There's two just straight off the top of the head. Well done, Paul. But uh, the, you know, it's like the praise that Michael Beale gives him in terms of this has been a stronger test than, than certain, without naming the clubs, but mm. premiership clubs. Um, so you look at that that kind of performance. I think that what's probably not helped Ian leading into obviously losing the match against Rangers, which they probably expected, but a loss to Hamilton, a loss to Cove Rangers, you know they're two they're two teams that are about down bottom two bottom three of the of the league. So I think that um, and and maybe something that the club have maybe seen in terms of the direction they want to head um, yep. was not to their liking. But so they made the decision. Of, yeah, a lot of stuff going on off the park at Thistle, isn't there? Yeah. I mean they're not sure. uh, they're a club with brand very new board. Yeah, yeah, brand new board, very modest uh, resources, and they obviously want to go down a, a different route. But I think Ian McCall has shown his quality through the years. Quick break and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Heading towards the weekend, Celtic up against Aberdeen. Barry Robson, that's uh, it's not his baptism in charge. He's done it a few times and he was in charge at the weekend, Andy. But going against Celtic, that's quite uh, a journey. Yeah, I think face. if he... I mean, obviously, Dave Cormack will be looking at it. I'm sure he's speaking to a number of candidates. But if Barry Robson gets his team and puts in a, a good performance, I think we, we would all expect Celtic to win. But are they going to win 1-0? Are they going to win 5-0? How, how are Aberdeen going to compete? Are they going to score? Are they going to look lively? I, I think you can tell a lot by the way Aberdeen play, whether it might just be mm. allowable to, to give uh, Barry Robson a bit more time. Yeah, and look, they'll... they'll they'll be a little bit more confident after the the good result against Motherwell um, because previous to that they were virtually at rock bottom let's be honest Mm. Um, so the confidence will be slightly higher but against Celtic at home I think even if Aberdeen find another level look Celtic are are still going to win this game fairly comfortable for me interesting situation up there because what they're going to do and uh, you know for, for quite a big club being no real certainty. Um, it just seems a really, really strange way to go about things. They love, they love. I'm not saying Aberdeen, but football in general loves the, um, the, 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 not the intern, sorry, the interim. Yeah, the, the interim it, manager. The, yeah, the interim sure. manager. Yeah. Okay, that, okay, yeah. but I think when you, um, you, you know, certain certain clubs, I, I think you've got to be a lot swifter in your in your actions and 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 have more of a plan. Um, and for me, Aberdeen don't look as if they've they've had a a real plan sure. since the departure of Jim Goodwin. Indeed. Um, Barry Robertson might be the plan in that he's very well thought of. Can't I know. You I can't, can't see no. it. No, I mean short term because they've said they're waiting for Alan Burrows yeah, yeah. who doesn't come till the what the 27th. So that's... Uh, and he'll be involved in the yeah. in the appointing the successor. I don't know, the interview process. I'm, I'm sure they must have spoken yeah. you know, quietly to people that they, they would expect would would want to take the job. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great job. club. Yeah, it's a great club. Any insight Scotland. who it might be? No Andy? idea. No, nobody telling you. No idea. Who it is. Mitchell Vandergaard. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> we spotted there. Uh, yeah, indeed. Former Motherwell star, <laughs> yeah. and uh, of course Craig Moore, who's with us tonight. But they were with uh, one of the great managers, Louis Van Hal, who also had been ill. So it's good to hear I that he's doing well. Prost- I think it's prostate yes. cancer, yeah. but, but um, um, he's, yeah. do- he's doing well. I tell you what, he was looking well and. Certainly looked as if he was he was more than happy um, in 
Portugal there enjoying himself just looking round some of the teams ahead of this weekend uh, Kilmarnock up against Hibs so Hibs new contract for Josh Campbell and the manager yesterday said he's going to build the team around him Kilmarnock it's been not a bad couple of weeks hasn't it looking at you Andy at this point so Killy um, they've had a couple of decent results and my goodness they needed it and Dundee United beginning to get anchored down there Ross County so, but there's nobody completely anchored at the bottom how about Killy how do you think they're going to do this weekend well Killy are just a totally different team away from home yep. their home form and we spoke about it earlier yep. the plastic pitch I think it's given them a, a huge advantage they've got such an experienced manager in Derek McInnes who I think will know how to uh, guide them through these tough games with a lot of pressure but Hibs Hibs are in good form and they have to be thinking about having a, a strong end to the season and I, I know they've come through a, a really difficult spell but they they need to build on it. When you lose back-to-back games against Hearts 3-0, home and away, it's um, you're, you're, you're taking a bit of time to get the fans back on side. So I think with uh, Josh Hamilton signing a, an extension to his contract and maybe another Hibs win against Kilmarnock, that, will, that would be a, a good day for them. Killy in the Cup, does that give them a boost as well, Craig? The fact that they've got a quarter-final coming up, they can... You can't relax, but it gives them a bit more confidence. Well, it gives you uh, certainly a bit more confidence. It would it would certainly give Derek McInnes, I think, a group of players that um, you know are, are wanting to compete and challenge um, to be involved in those type of matches. the The downside is uh, you know the twenty three points, and and they've only taken two points uh, away from home all season, which is diabolical. Um, and they once again find themselves uh, you know away against Hibs, who who've kind of hit hit their stride uh, yeah. a little bit in, in, in recent weeks. Um, and I think, is it Tuan, the, the striker? I'm not sure the pronunciation, Tuan, the, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. striker that they've got. He scored in the last three games. So, look, there's a, there's a lot of positives for Hibs. Kilmarnock need to change what has been, like I says, a horrible away record. So what are you going for? I'm going to go for a Hibs win. Go for a Hibs win. Are you the same, Andy? Yeah, I think Hibs will yeah. edge it by goal. Lee Johnson, you know, he's uh, he's a bit of an enigma, isn't he? Because he is. you know, you mentioned about the two, you know, rapid defeats from their oldest enemy, but they've come, they've clawed their way back. Yeah, and he he spoke about getting rid of the dead woods. Yeah. It wasn't. I don't think it was a great message for the no. the, the dressing room. He, he sort of went off yeah. uh, with the you know against the board when he was saying you know he made a mistake about uh, Ryan Portis who'd have had him signed up. Things you don't normally hear a, a manager speaking about, but uh, wins wins are what, what you need. I mean, it's been really painful watching, uh, if you're a Hibs fan, losing to Hearts 3-0 home and away. That's been a terrible start to, to the year. But they've got a bit of talent and they should be up there uh, challenging the likes of uh, of Hearts. And my goodness, look at Livingston. Of course, yeah. St Mirren. Fourth, yeah. And he could have gone fourth last night. Yeah. So there's a, a good level of competition. What about St Mirren this weekend at home to Ross County? Uh, we know the table and how it stands at the moment, Ross County. Uh, well, Dundee United in 20 points. County on 21. And then Kelly on 23 alongside Motherwell. Andy, what are you thinking for the game at uh, New, New Love Street? Yeah, I just wonder whether St Mirren might uh, just hit a bit of a, a lull. Ross County desperate for the points. I'm going to go for a draw there. I think that might be 1-1. One, one. Yeah, it's a tough one to call. I mean, St Mirren have had a fantastic season. Stephen Robinson's got him in a really good position, as we've mentioned. Could have went in the fourth. 
Um, at the same time, Ross County have been down there battling, uh, and I think when you're down there, experience is key. And I just think that Malky Mackay has got that experience to be able to steer the club clear uh, of trouble. I think that this is a massive game, and I think they can sneak this one, maybe 2-1. I might even ask you who you think is going to go down. We hate to do that. It's, it's difficult to know. We'll continue on, maybe come back to it. At the top of the table then, as things stand at the moment, uh, St Mirren on the top six on 33 points. Hibs won better on 34. Livingston, as we mentioned, on 35. Hearts on 42. Rangers 61. Celtic on 70. That's after the 25 games. What about that derby, Greg? What do you reckon? Dundee United against St Johnson. United really need to get a win. They really need yeah. to. They really need to get a win. Um, and at home, it, it, it certainly gives you that opportunity. Look, St Johnson um, have, have you know found uh, this season tough enough as well. Um, but uh, I think Dundee United, if they stand a chance of of staying up, because you asked about relegation, yeah. I think yeah. it's they, they need to start winning games quickly. Um, and this is a must-win game for me. Dundee United, I'll go with getting that that win. You going for Dundee United? Yep. yep. What do you think, Andy? Uh, it's they're all coming back together. That eighty-three team, they are coming right. back this Saturday, and they're yep. going to be entertained at Tannadice, I think. So all those greats that you remember of Hegarty and Neary and Sturrock, uh, Sturrock, uh, maybe Bannon, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that's forty years since they won the league. So wow. hopefully that might. I think they're. They're on the pitch either before the game or at, or at half time. So uh, if, that, before the game give, would make sense. Before yeah. the game, you're right. <laughs> yeah, give them a true. give them a bit of a, yeah. a, a boost. Ma- imagine they come out at half time and they're two 0 down or something <laughs> like that. Oh yeah, oh, mm, lead balloon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get your boots on. Um, so yeah, I think United might win it. I'm going to go for United. Who do you think is going to go down, Craig? Oh man. Tough, isn't it? It's very, very tough. We're 13, 13, 13 14 games yeah. under United yeah. game in hand. Mm-hmm. See, the start of the season, I had St Mirren and St Johnston as my bottom two. Right. So yeah. I've got that. I, I had wrong. Ross County, mm-hmm. Ross County, but the more I've just seen throughout the season, mm-hmm. the experience that Malky has, um, I, I think will be enough to keep them up. Uh, you know, so that kind of Dundee and United need to win. They need to mm-hmm. win this weekend for me to 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 give them that lift and, and the run that you need to get on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is tough. Uh, you okay. still got Motherwell and Kamara can yeah. easily be dragged back into it. Sure, the playoff position. Andy, do you know yet who in your head who might automatically go down? No, I have no Too idea. Early. It's so tight, yeah. and uh, I do think it's any two and the the bottom two places. Any two from Motherwell, uh, Ross County, Dundee United, and uh, who's the other one? Um, well, Ross County, Kilmarnock, yeah. Motherwell then you've got some Johnson that are just course. above yep. or above so, um, yeah. moving on to your game on Sunday Andy Motherwell against Hearts on the telly 12 o'clock I can do. Motherwell get two in a row well can you imagine it yeah. and will they have a new manager in place mm. by Sunday uh, they've got a short list Ian Holloway Grant McCann Jack Ross uh, you do wonder whether uh, Stuart Kettlewell will still be in position but what I saw last night was a team who were playing I think we mentioned it earlier with Craig, percentage football, mm. getting the ball forward early, you know, trying to play in the last third and trying to get uh, a good use of Van Veen who can who can score goals. You yeah, give him yeah. the ball in mm. and around the box, he can he can do something. I like Jack Aitchison when he came on, had a decent effort at goal, uh, looked really sharp, but it was Obika who I thought led the line really well. Just his, his, uh, his physicality, his ability to compete 
you know, any sort of wrestling matches at corners at free kicks. He was just winning possession uh, for Motherwell. So I'd love to see them get uh, another home victory, but I, I admire Hearts too much this season. I, I think they'll win it. Too experienced, too good, mm. too established mm. at third. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Motherwell for the bounce. Yeah. The bounce to be a big bounce. Okay. Uh, now we know that the manager situation might have actually changed uh, prior to, to this match, but uh, great opportunity for Motherwell on the back of a, a you know a stirring win and, and much needed. Hearts have been excellent, Andy. I, I totally agree with you. Hearts have been excellent, but I just think that sometimes um, you know their hearts are comfortable in third position um, they're third by by a million miles let's be honest with regards to the rest of the teams but I think this game will mean more mm. to Motherwell yeah. uh, and therefore Paul I'm going to go with the Motherwell yeah. uh, nicking this result getting a home win three points that would be massive and it must you do feel for Stevie Hamill don't you last night you know yeah. when you watch and you see they're at the dugout and Stuart Kettlewell yeah. and David Clarkson as well and they're great friends David Clarkson um, you know, I think a, sometimes a the shock of it Paul yeah it must be uh, I mean they're, yeah. they're, they were they were sort of flatlining for a few weeks and whatever he tried Stevie Hamill just could not get a tune yeah, out of those players yeah. and just the shock of him leaving and then you see the shock in some of the players' faces listening to their interviews and maybe they, they felt a bit guilty. And just a different approach, just trying to play that direct style of football and it got them uh, the rewards last night. But, you know, when you see Shankland and Humphreys and Snodgrass, yeah. uh, Hearts, are a, Hearts are a team that have got a bit of quality and I'd be very surprised if Motherwell could cope with it. I hope, I hope they can. They've brought in a number of players. Um in record sport, here's something just has come out. Another name to throw into the hat for the Aberdeen manager. Aberdeen. He's a former Aberdeen player. He also played down south. Man United, Leeds United, won the titles, came back, managed at Celtic. Gordon Strachan's name been mentioned now. It's in the ring. I don't know if he's thrown his hat in. Wait, you throw is that Dundee ring, at the yeah. moment? As a, as a yeah, I think so. He's still director, director of football. Yep. Um, so, Gordon Strachan, they're saying, is in the... They're running for the job. Now, I don't know whether or not he wants it. I'm just checking yeah. through it. But uh, yeah, well, could you I, see that? I, I couldn't have seen it until you mentioned it because I thought Gordon seemed to be quite happy doing a bit of punditry and doing his... Uh, I think he concentrates on the, the coaches and the younger players at uh, Dundee. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was what his bag was. But you never can tell. People can change their mind. I'm going to go with no, no um, but I can I, again. You see the reasons why um, he won three out of four titles at Celtic, didn't he? Yeah, but I yeah. mean, again, you can, somebody that has huge experience within the game, and mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you can see why it's being linked, Paul, because that says the last two appointments at Aberdeen, Stephen Glass and Jim Goodwin, uh, Goodwin, sorry, mm -hmm. obviously tried their tried their very best, but uh, they they weren't good situations and and end up losing their jobs at Aberdeen. Aberdeen need experience. They they really need experience to turn. Uh, the club's fortunes around so it makes sense I, but I don't believe that, that the Strachan would be willing to take the, the job I think as you touched on his media and other bits and bobs I see him at certain matches and all that I obviously don't... obviously, he's got a love for the club where he yeah. served them uh, mm -hmm. so well but I, I just thought he had had enough of management at that level you could see it though they, they yeah, loved him yeah could. just you could yeah Remember the tussles then he had with uh, Sir Alec Ferguson. Yeah. Um, then he went to Leeds and Fergie went to yeah. Man United. Yeah. and uh, Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll find out. That's the breaking news just now that he is in the running. We don't know whether or not he would like it, but um, I think with you guys in football, if somebody comes at a big job like that, you often would say, 
no matter what you're thinking, you know, does he really want to just be on the telly at the weekend and all the rest? If you're going to be at Aberdeen Football Club, where, what was it, 40 years ago, isn't it? You won yeah. the Cup Winners' Cup. They want you. There'll be decent money in it. Yeah, Dave Cormack calls. Yeah, you would need the drive yeah. because it takes so much out of you to be a manager of a, you know, a club like Aberdeen where the demands for success are just so great. You should be doing what Hearts are doing. You should be you know, very consistent um, and challenging at the at the top of the table, getting European football and getting the odd, uh, you know, when you see the makeup of Europe now, getting into the Conference League yeah. even, it's, um, it's, it's there for Aberdeen to go and get. That's what they're after. If he does go, it'll be a bit different for Luke, won't it? Uh, trackside, remember, somebody did say to Gordon yeah. a number of years ago, Gordon, can I have a quick word with you? And he said, yeah, velocity. <laughs> <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, it's the Thursday evening edition. Look, tomorrow night we'll be gearing up for the Cinch Championship game, Morton against Dundee. And of course, Dundee could go top of the table. It's quite a tussle, isn't it? Queen's Park at the top, bad so result tight. for them last week. So but, yeah. tight, yeah, a bad one. They lost to, what, Morton? And uh, Dundee have mm-hmm. got that uh, game in hand, so as you say, chance to chance to go top. Is the standard getting better? Just having seen mm. my snapshot of watching Partick Thistle the other day, I'm trying to think who else. I, Queens Park. I yeah. haven't seen a lot of uh, Championship football this season. I must I must confess. So I don't know mm. what the standards like. No, a decent yeah. standard. Very very competitive league. We touch on Queens Park. How much are they potentially gonna um, miss Simon? Murray. Regret Simon Murray going. Mm. Um, and the goals, I think he delivered 15 goals, hadn't he? Um, but very competitive. Brought in Shields from... Yeah, from yeah but he's, he's not... Really getting a game at yeah, yeah. And, and in terms of goals, goals, he's not going to give you that return anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, looking forward to the weekend anyway, so that kicks it off tomorrow night. I'll be off to the rugby as well. It's Glasgow Warriors against Ulster. Oh. Oh. So nephew over, playing tomorrow night. It's a big game there. But any time I mention the other shape of ball in here... <laughs> Yeah, do one. You go, over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and then for the weekend. So Michael Beale's been in action today talking to the media ahead of this weekend's game. Livy against Rangers uh, on Saturday. Uh, here's what he said about the title challenge when he was asked, what do you think? Is, could it still be on? Well, I think if you looked at probability, the, prob- the probability is low because the games are running out, like you said, and there's only so many games left. I think... We're in very, very good form. So Celtic are also therefore in very, very good form and their forms run longer than ours. So you'd say it's outstanding form. What I would say is momentum can change things in football. And so all we have to do is keep doing our job and hope the momentum changes. If it doesn't, we still have to win games for Rangers and build our team stronger for the cup competitions and what's to come. We cannot put a foot off of it. That's why I was a little bit annoyed at the weekend's performance. Tell you, Andy, neither manager is flinching, are they? You know, you want to keep it all up. You want to keep it all positive before you go into that cup final, uh, and you want your players to be sharp. You want your players to be on it. So ideally, both managers this weekend, Celtic at home at Aberdeen, they want a convincing victory, a variety of uh, goal scorers, and the away game for Livingston always tough there because of the pitch and maybe the the game earlier this season where they had to come from a goal behind. But you fancy Rangers have got the the players to get uh, three points there. 
Welcome back to both of you for your predictions on the big two this weekend. Michael Beale's also been asked today, what about contract talks with the players that whose contracts are up or who might be coming in? The talks are ongoing. Uh, the club know my uh, feelings on it. The players and their representatives are talking. I think the way that this club ends this season will determine everything for more than just those players. I think that there's a lot to play for at this moment in time. We know the emotions in this city. Um, based around where you finish and, and whether you hold trophy above your head between now and the end of the season. I think that has a lot, a big part to play in terms of a makeup of our squad next year. So there's certainly, that's certainly any comments I've made recently are not to show that I'm less confident. If anything, I'm more confident today. Craig, what do you read into that? Is he sort of saying cup wins could make a difference? Well, clearly it would make a difference, but yeah. about the buying, about the money for the summer? Oh, it's all to play for. You know, yeah. like for, for the players, uh, okay, there there may have been certain discussions, but look, smack bang in the uh, the middle of a uh, a schedule where you know the league you're still trying to chase down Celtic's lead. You've got a cup final. It's not ideal times to be talking about contracts. Let's be honest. But I think he's kind of saying there, you know what? Show me exactly what you can do between now and the end of the season. Go and go and help me lift a a trophy or two. Yeah, because that's still possible. And then we'll decide exactly what's going to happen. So I've got no problem with that. I think that, like I said, that, that, that's a way of keeping the, the players really honest till the end of the season. Time for doing early contracts, Kent, Morelos and all that sort of stuff. That's past. I'm not saying that... Is that it? No, yeah. it's past in terms of the negotiation time for me is past. Do you, 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 get, you get to the end of the season on hopefully the back of some success. Mm. We want you to be here if that's what they want to do. But you do it at that time. That moment has passed. That had to be pre uh, this last window now I've just got to focus on the games Do you think those players who are out of contract mm. might ha might already have some options in front of them? Uh, well I've no doubt that they probably do have I, I'm also um, of the opinion that I would like to think that they had been communicated to the, to the football club so that everyone's across what the situation is and so I don't think there would be anything definite being, being thrown across uh, because I think the way that Michael Beale is speaking in terms of the opportunity and the possibilities of uh, these new contracts being put in put into place. It doesn't seem as if there's anything locked away for a Kent, for a Morelos, for example. It's going to be quite a summer, isn't it? Uh, can I go off to Europa League? Uh, Ajax up against Union Berlin tonight. So mm. this time last year, uh, two of the players were playing here in Glasgow, of course. Calvin Bassey, Ajax. Yep. I know he's had a bit of criticism recently, yeah, but obviously Union yeah. Berlin where Juranovic, uh, Yusuf Juranovic went. And that just shows you that, uh, you know, you can come to Celtic under mm. Ange Postecoglou, Juranovic, uh, Yakimakis. You can be good players. You can be favourites of the supporters, but someone comes in and I've said it all along, Celtic are always a club that are happy to do business if they can make a bit of money. And it doesn't matter who you are, they'll just sell you and get someone else in. Scottish League. The Scottish League. Um, and again, it's not being disrespectful. Uh, it's understanding, I guess, where uh, you sit in terms of world football and the bigger clubs uh, financially. Um, when you start going to these other countries, they're always going to come and take the players. They always have done. Did you think Yakimakis was disrespectful when he went to his his uh, interview of his who is it uh, Atlanta? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Do you think he was disrespectful when he? What did he say, Andy? He's, I think he had a, a. It's not. It's not a competitive league. Yeah. Clubs sit in and all the rest of it. Do you think he was being disrespectful? I, th I think that is disrespectful. Yeah, mm. uh, because I think there is great talent here in Scotland. Um, yeah. I, I think that 
uh, I would love to see, uh, you know, maybe clubs and coaches be a little bit braver with with giving young players opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's real talent here and, and, and it gets underplayed uh, quite a lot. Um, yet they seem to, you know, the Scottish boys seem to, whether it be going down to the, the, the leagues down south or whether it's the boys that go to Italy, uh, yeah. they, they they seem to transition and adapt extremely well. So there's no doubt there is talent here. Jack and Marcus in terms of, you know, pot in the league, I thought was probably poor taste. What did you feel, Andy, about his comments? Yeah, I don't think there was any need for it. I, I'm a great fan of Scottish football. I know that we're on the doorstep of the richest league in the world. But Yakimakis came in and, you know, Celtic, uh, Scottish football, gave him a platform to to uh, play in big games, to play in Europe and get his move to yeah. Atlanta. So, you know, he could have he could have been a you know, a bit more um, upbeat about uh, the level of competition here. But listen, if he thinks the level of competition is poor, he's entirely sure. within his rights yeah. to say what, what, he, what he feels. I mean, he was loved by the Celtic fans and feared by the Rangers fans. Respected. Know, look, he, he, was, yeah. he was a good footballer, oh, yeah. like I said. Sometimes, sure. you, you know, there's... I, I can appreciate honesty, but there, there, sometimes it's like, well, there's no really... There's no need to sort of like no. go go down that path at all. He's played with a lot, uh, you know, a lot of yep. his teammates at the football club that are playing in that league and, and may only ever be in this league. Barcelona against Man U, nil nil half time. They've started the second half. Sir Alex yeah. Govan's finest is in his position up there in the stand. Andy, that was a close thing there, but nil nil. Just a few minutes remaining on the program. Still a fair bit to talk about. Uh, Michael Beale speaking about the perfect squad number. I think ideally, as a as a rule of thumb, you'd want. If you had 10 outfield players, you'd want another 10, so two for each position. You'd want an extra striker and an extra goalie, so three goalies, seniors, maybe one young one and three number nine. So that gives you a a rough guide. Um, We've obviously had one or two players that have have had injury problems, so you're carrying a slightly larger number. The summer with the contract situation and just with the window opening, whether you're in contract or out, it gives me a chance to maybe get that to where I want it. Um, I think we've got quite an inflated squad but obviously not everybody's been fit and in the last few weeks we've just been running with 18 to give you an example So the squads Craig what do you think this weekend then Livy against Rangers Well Rangers will still have a string, strong squad yeah. whatever, whatever they put out um, you know I know there are some some injury issues which Michael has touched on Lundstrom Jack uh, was there one other Andy that I missed but there was Raskin, yeah, Goldson, yep. Raskin in terms of fatigue, but look, they'll they'll be strong enough. Um, in terms of shaving the numbers, uh, it'd be interesting because Rangers have got a B team. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of players there That's that true. obviously, but that plays in the in the I guess the conference, sure. the, the Lowland League. But for Adam um, Devine, there's a lot of there's a lot slowly. of play, there's a lot of players that come come through that. Um, are, are they considered part of the the pool that he's talking about? I probably I, I doubt that, but. The, the, trick, big, the bigger need, clubs carry a lot of extra players yeah. because they've they've got that B, yep. B set up. The trick they need to find is to to do what they did with Bassi, get players in for for cheap money, a rebo, and and sell them on. And they they missed a trick with with uh, Kent and Morelos. Oh, they have. Yeah. They, yeah. They, I mean, they were worth. Yeah, yeah but, they, but, that, but that's still nobody knows exactly what that that end point is. And uh, uh, these these are players that still might re-sign at Glasgow Rangers. You think they will? Well, I'm. Uh, it's it's, po- it's possible. Feeling? It's possible. Well, my gut, my gut feeling? feeling is that that, that, that Kent is um, someone that I could see uh, certainly staying longer at the football club with the plan of right. exiting at some stage. Um, Morelos, again, I wouldn't be absolutely surprised or shocked that he, he stayed longer. 
Um, if he left, obviously he, he leaves. He, he leaves for another opportunity. Livingston Rangers scoreline, Craig, what do you reckon? I'm going to go for 3-1 to Rangers. Uh, I know it's a tough pitch, we've touched on it, but I think, yeah. I think they'll go and get the right result. 2-1 Rangers, I think they'll get over. 2-1 Rangers. And what about on Saturday, Celtic against Aberdeen, Andy? Celtic, I think, will be a bit more comfortable as we see Barcelona take the lead. Is that Marco Alonso at the back post? It's a corner. It's a cheap goal for United to lose. No one on Marco Alonso, the former, what, Bolton, Chelsea player. Well picked up. 1-0 Barca. Yep. Why do they not have someone on the post? Yeah. And Craig, what do you reckon? Why do they not have someone on the post? <laughs> but anyway, no, yep. Celtic will win. Uh, this match Aberdeen will uh, will again I think improve but, but Celtic will have too much I'm also going to go for a 3-1 scoreline in this match OK looking forward to tomorrow night Barry will be here along with Mark Weedy in a word are Man City now going to win the title after last night's result what do you no. think in it? no not yet you still going I just go no no OK that was it I asked for one yes. word <laughs> neither of you telling me who you think is going to win OK thanks so much Jokal Days next we're back tomorrow night at 5 the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.